Hello, listener. Welcome. In every episode, we look at the facets of environmental racism in our society, how it affects people's lives, and what we can do to move towards a more equal future. Featuring discussions at audio assist episodes, all from a kid's perspective. Hosted by Amelia Timbor Walton and Lucy Yu. All around the world, people are dying because of slow killers in the air they breathe. No, this isn't some covert military operation. Rather, people are being poisoned by the factories, their cars, and the industrialization all around us. All air is created equally, but what goes into the air you breathe every day depends heavily on where you live, relating to years of oppression and redlining, causing housing segregation between white people and people of color. It has been shown in studies that people of color are more likely to live in areas with more pollution compared to their white peers. A study published in 2014 by the University of Minnesota examines the nationwide patterns of nitrogen dioxide concentrations in the United States. Nitrogen dioxide, or NO2, is one of a group of gases known as nitrogen oxides. Nitrogen dioxide is, however, commonly used as an indicator for the rest of the gases. NO2 primarily enters the air through vehicle emissions, as well as emissions from power plants and off-road equipment. NO2 can be harmful to a person's health if breathed in high concentrations regularly. NO2 can irritate airways in the human respiratory system. This can inflame respiratory issues like asthma and long periods of exposure. Excess NO2 can contribute to the development of NO2 and make one more vulnerable to This study showed that the average concentrations of nitrogen oxide were 38% higher for people of color than whites. This is a significant disparity, and it's not an isolated pattern. Many studies have found similar results with numerous amounts of different pollutants. A more recent study found that white people and those of other races experience about 17% pollution exposure than is caused by their consumption, but Black and Hispanic people inhale 56% and 63% excess exposure, respectively relative to their consumption. Experts call this pollution inequity, an article published by The Guardian on this study notes inequity is about unfair, avoidable difference, and so it's different to inequality, which can be just simply described as uneven results. This is something really important and needs to be acknowledged. A lot of this is no coincidence. People of color face higher levels of pollution and subsequently health threats because of years of oppression. These are the marks of centuries of slavery and racism racism that still exist today. I think another thing that is important to once again acknowledge is the real effect pollution can have on people's health and lives. Air pollution is the world's leading environmental cause of premature death. Six million people suffer from premature death every year, some of which are caused by repeated exposure to pollution. Consistently breathing polluted air can also increase the likelihood of developing emphysema, even more so than a pack of cigarettes a day. Elderly people and children are among the groups most susceptible to the health effects of air pollution. In conclusion, air pollution is a serious health risk. 
and the people being affected are most often people of color in lower-income communities. But air inequity is not the only problem. Many people of color suffer from water inequity. Their housing arrangements result in them having unsafe drinking water, and this relates to years of past racism. One major example of water inequity was the Flint water crisis. Flint, Michigan's population consists of 54.1% African American, 0.5% American Indian and Alaska Native, 3.3% Asian, and 4.5% Hispanic and Latino as of July 1st, 2019, meaning that Flint, Michigan's population is primarily minority. In the year 2014, in the town Flint, when the city decided to change the drinking water supply to the Flint River, after inadequate treatment and testing of the water, many health problems arose. Citizens complained of the water's discoloration, smell, and weird taste. The government officials continued to dismiss the citizens' complaints and kept on supplying citizens with contaminated water for 18 months. The water was causing hair loss, itchy skin, and skin rashes. The contaminated water also seemed to have caused doubling and even tripling levels of elevated blood sugar in the youngest generation of Flint's population. The cause of contamination of the Flint River was at its waste disposal. The river, which went through the center of the town, was contaminated by many local industries. It was also contaminated by toxins from nearby landfills, urban runoff, and sewage. And the Flint River was reported to have caught fire twice. Michigan Civil Rights Committee stated that the government's poor response to the Flint water crisis was, quote, a result of systematic racism. Right now, we're going to start discussing the things we learned unscripted. Lucy, do you want to start? Uh, sure. So I guess, you know, what I learned, um, you know, I already knew, you know, about the Flint water crisis. I think, you know, it had been in the news so much, but I think this really sort of opened my eyes to another side of it and really is like super serious and, and kind of just so appalling that it wasn't dealt with better and that, you know, it did end up happening. Yeah, yeah. Um, what I was about, I, of course, also knew about it because of how it was just so in the news a lot. But like you said, and how the committee, the Michigan Civil Rights Committee said, it, just, it was just a really bad response. And it was just especially worse because it's just another thing about like environmental racism, especially since tons of different ways this happened before where they were affected by the environment and about just the government just dismissing their like saying that there's a problem and that until we acknowledge that there's problems until the government acknowledges we're not going to change yeah um i agree and you know another thing i was thinking one of the things that like surprised me the most and i found the most interesting was about the air pollution and you know how much certain demographics you know inhale in proportion to the amount they put out there you know i think like the statistics are just so startling um and it it's really 
quite surprising, you know. But at the yeah. same time, I guess I'm not surprised, which is kind of you know bad. I'm I'm not surprised that there's so many seriously messed up things that are related to air pollution and water pollution. Yeah, you're right about that. The statistics, you know, it's kind of again how you said it's not so surprising, but the fact that they um, breathe in much more uh, of these toxic um fumes or these uh gases gases that are harmful to their body um proportion to how much they emit is just really crazy you know yeah i think all of it is pretty you know this is sort of the thing we've been seeing over all of these episodes is that there's just so many horrifying you know, and deeply, like, saddening and, you know, inequities that you know, it's, it's really horrible. And it makes me very angry, you know? Yeah. And I simultaneously, like, mixed with guilt because I feel like as someone, you know, you know, with, I feel like with a lot of privilege and that's something that, again, this product, project has helped me recognize you know, I feel a lot of guilt for, like, I'm not doing enough to help try and stop this or make this better. And I think this project has really helped to energize that part of me. Yeah, I think that's your activism. Great. You're an activist. Um, so I think that sums up our episode today. Um, thank you so much for listening, and we hope you have a great day. Bye. Bye.